And the team has also launched a bid for success in another field. World in Motion, England's official song for Italy, has been released. The Football Association commissioned the band New Order and Factory Records, both based in Manchester, to produce the song. As Robin Anderson reports, the result is a marked departure from past England footballing records. Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. Everyone, this is That Record Got Me High. I am Rob Elba. It is great to have you guys here. You know what? I have something very exciting. This episode, now that you're listening to, is the last episode of Season 4. So this is the final episode of Season 4. We're getting close uh, to 200 episodes. So the next episode after this will be starting Season 5. Unbelievable. Every week, uh, a goddamn episode. Haven't, haven't missed a week. Uh, and we're going on uh, five seasons already. So that just a little, you know, little info, just patting myself on the back a little that I'm still doing this. I have a guest and I'm doing this. Uh, she was very nice to uh, accommodate me. I'm actually going away, going out of town uh, this week. So she agreed to do it on a Saturday afternoon. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Miss Sarah Nichols. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Oh, thanks you. Thanks for having me, Rob. Sarah is a poet and essayist living in Connecticut. Connecticut, yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah. And you write these. What are they called? Uh, chapbooks. You're the author of ten chapbooks. Yes, I'm the author of ten chapbooks. And just for like a very brief explanation of what a chapbook is, it's not a full length book. Um, they're usually collections of poetry. Um, they can be anywhere from like like a five to like up to like 30 pages about and they usually have like they're usually very tightly themed and um when i reached out to you um my most recent one is called press play for heartbreak which is actually a collection of like memoir music essays yeah so it's a little so it's a step away from poetry for me oh okay yeah but it's great yeah so sarah sent me actually a copy of a press play for heartbreak and it's perfect i mean it's the perfect kind of thing for this show and and for what we do um and and yeah it's really cool it's cool i don't know because i i used to read a lot i used to read more when i was younger but i feel like when i'm old uh, i'm older now and with social media i don't have as long a a span to to hold my attention so these are perfect something like this is like kind of perfect because you get uh you know yes you know they're really like if you're not in the mood for um if you're not in the mood for a full-length book chapbooks are really kind of perfect you know yeah Um, yeah yeah and i wish like and i know that poetry is really not like a lot of people's jams but 
there's a lot of good stuff out there. So go and get some chapbooks. No, okay. Well, good. Yeah, but but this one, like I said, so this basically is you sort of um, sort of writing different essays and you writing uh, mainly about music, the the music that you love and like how it how it's like uh, you know how it's affected your life and become a, a part of your life, and you just have this deep connection to the music that you love, which is which is really cool. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like even though I feel like yes, I. I do have that in a way. I feel like some people really have it more than maybe I do. <laughs> some people really, I mean, really connect to the music they love and it really it, it, it really does help them. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it does me too and I'm just not uh, deep enough to think about it and put it down uh, into words. But um, yeah, you obviously... So, uh, so let's just uh, go right... What are we going to talk about? Uh, which was kind of surprising that you just... Uh, because of this you sent me this and you said well this is what i want to talk about so what is the uh, specific uh, record that we're going to talk about oh we're going to be talking about new order's 1989 album technique which is just such an amazing album and the last one that they did for factory records and they were really kind of like never the same after that yeah um, right <laughs> yeah they were really never the same and um it's an incredible thing. Um, I saw them live um, on that like the tour that they did. It supported that. Um, they went out with Public Image Limited and the Sugar Cubes. Oh wow! And I saw them in July of 1989. Um, and that was I was 15 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. And. and- and you wrote something in there because you eventually you wrote something to Peter Hook, uh, sort of, uh, you know, telling him about that and uh, referencing that you saw him at, at, at 15 and how much it meant to you. I did. And I've subsequently seen I've subsequently seen New Order, like now that they've, you know, they've kind of, you know, without Peter Hook, yeah. um, I've seen I've seen them like I've seen them. Let's see. I've seen them in total three times. Oh, I'm wow. actually supposed I've I've seen them. I'm supposed to see them. You know, they're supposed to go out again with Pet Shop Boys. Um, and I'm supposed to see them next year, next September, with Pet Shop Boys. Um, I've never seen the Pet Shop Boys. I'm very excited about it. You always wanted a four times and he has been going into the back catalog performing these these albums in their entirety in the last show that i saw live was him performing technique in republic um oh wow with his band yeah and 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 his stuff's really good i know he he, 
he puts on a, a really good show. I've never the he other does. the New Order now. I've seen it. I don't know. It's just it, it's really hard for me when a when when a major member of the band is gone and they're not and they're not dead. Like if they're dead, I can give a band a pass. But when they're still alive and they just you know, <laughs> it's like there are parts of their of the New Order, the new New Order that I really it's like their show. It's like the lights and like some of the things that they do are amazing. And then, but like the part where they come on at the end with like the Joy Division part, I'm just like, this is not really good. It's uh, um, lacking, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's it does. Kind of, there's you know, it's lacking. just it's like I feel like your hook feels it more. Right, right. And uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. I actually did read he his. Is. Uh, I, I did read his New Order book, uh, which is huge. Yes. This, uh, uh, and, and and it's great. It's like I one of these. Book. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these. Uh, rock biographies that I appreciate because he, he doesn't really go out of his way to make himself seem that great in, <laughs> in it. No, he's just like there's a lot that you can say about him. It's just it's like he just talks shit about everybody. He talks shit about everyone, but he 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 doesn't paint himself as a victim or that you know he he puts himself right in there <laughs> with it. Uh, so yeah, definitely you could tell they were just dysfunctional. A very dis- oh, yeah. a dysfunctional band, and you know, at the core of it, though, you sort of get like, like in hindsight, you get the uh, the idea of these of these th- three three young guys, these three young guys that were in a band together, and their singer kills himself, and they never they never really had a time to 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 grieve or to come to terms with it. They were just oh well, what are we gonna do? Okay, well maybe we'll start another band. And they had to figure out who would sing, and they did that. So they like never addressed it. It's like the classic psychological thing where they just sort of glossed over all of that that pain that they should have been feeling, and sort of just morphed into this new band which which was awesome which was an awesome new band but yeah always yeah they it's dysfunctional right they, from the start they just they keep writing it's like they keep writing it out and they keep talking about you know they keep talking about that death yeah and right it, and it's like it will never it will never go away and it's like it will never go away for the people that love it that you know that love both Joe division and new order right I love Joy Division as well. I mean, it's like, I mean, you're talking about New Order, and it's like, I have the Joy Division, I have the Joy Division lyric tattooed on my arm. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, um, I mean, that, I, I'm the same. I, I, I was a big Joy Division fan, and then I became a, a, a New Order fan. And, uh, but it's, uh, they're just a really interesting band because over, over time, obviously they, they changed their sound and they got very modern and they did all these, and and they, they moved to modern dance music, but it always still had this edge. They just kind of had this edge that went back to the, you know, to, to the originals, the way they were. And there was this like weird twist of things that they would do besides everything just being really musical and just really pleasant to listen to also, you know, Yes, I mean, it's, you know, I was just listening to Technique again this morning, just in preparation for this, and I was thinking, it's like, this album is 32 years old, and it doesn't sound 
It does not sound, it really has not dated at all. No, it really doesn't. And and here, uh, once again, and I bring this up a lot, bands that I love, I kind of fall out with where I, I don't keep up with them. And this this technique was the first New Order album that I, I didn't go out and buy. I remember when it came out, I, I was living up in Massachusetts, Boston, and I heard fine, I probably heard fine time. And I said, ah, I didn't really like that. I wasn't into it. So I didn't really get into this record at all. And I, and and now, in listening to the whole record and and reading about it, and I read a lot of people say it's their best record, and it's uh, and you know there's just a lot of praise on it, and it influenced a lot of other bands. And now listening to it, I'm like, oh wow, this is a really great record. It is. It's like it's like an unbelievably great record, especially unbelievably when you think of how they made it, because they were kind of already yes. splintering apart by this time, right? They were splintering. Um, I mean, it's like if you read, you know, you read Peter Hook's book. And, you know, and then they were like, they go out to Ibiza and then they like, they absorb all that drug culture and then they come back, you know, they absorb all that and then they bring it into this music and it becomes this thing and it's just, it's so, you know, and it's so beautiful. It is, and it's like, and, and I almost feel like the, the way they ended up doing it, because they, they did a lot of it not uh, together, like they'd each go in, someone would go in and do something, and they'd leave blank spots, and they go, all right, well, you try and put something in there, and someone else would go in a different time and do it, and on paper, that sounds like that wouldn't be good, but on this record, I feel like it it works, because you get this, yeah, you know, you get this, like, strange, different, you know, uh, hook, you know, um, maybe... Um, Stephen Morris will program this, uh, do this uh, drum programming thing that sounds very um, cold and icy. And then Peter Hook will put in this really pretty bass line on there. And then Bernard will put these uh, guitars that sort of work against it. And, and it like kind of works how they're not working together, but they are. They're sort of creating this like Frankenstein's monster of, uh, of music. Definitely. It's like... It, it just, it like, it fuses, and it's like, this should, and as you say, it's like, this should not work. And I think, like, right. you, know, you know, or, like, unless her, like, unless her hands, it's like, it would fall apart. Yeah, it, it, it would, and, and that's it. There's some kind of, and, and I, I, I was thinking about it trying to quantify, there's some kind of genius simplicity to a lot of New Order's music because yes. especially especially lyrically because a lot of it, it on paper doesn't work that good. It seems very uh, simplistic and nursery rhyme, almost n- nursery rhyme-like, you know, where Bernard will just go for these really obvious rhymes and it sounds very simple. But uh, when it's put together with these uh, also some kind of uh, s- simple-sounding uh, guitar parts that are, that are just a few notes and then they got the sequences behind it it just kind of brings it together and the sum becomes so much greater you know the whole becomes so much greater than it's it really is i mean it is like and people have kind of made fun of the lyrics before and it's just it's like i mean it's like i've always really been interested in lyrics it's like even before like i always saw my i always thought I was going to be a writer from a very young age and but I never really saw myself as a poet and it's like now that you know yes this is kind of my job I was like I listen even more closely and it's just it's like it's like yes some of it is just kind of ridiculous and it's just (laughs) like it's 
and it's like some of it it's just like they kind of like fall into this like accidental poetry and like what are they even doing with this yeah um and and then like you hear these explanations because like in fine time you know they say like you know i've never met a girl who's had their own teeth before and like there's something about that was related to something like bernard and his wife Oh, right. Just some, yeah, just some random thing. But you know what? To me, what I finally came up with, it's kind of a a testament to not overthinking things. Like it's the opposite of overthinking musicians that like throwing too much in there and trying to make it sound wordy and trying to make it sound smart. It's like the opposite of that. It's the opposite of career. Like all these songs, the names of them aren't even in the songs. They would just come up, they would just see a a title, uh, you know, or something and they would say, oh, that sounds cool. Let's call it this, you know? Yeah. And it's like some of it, they say, and it's like, you know, again, from like reading, you know, from reading Peter Hook again, it's like they took it from, you know, they took it from like movies or books they read because it's like, you know, one of like one of my favorite singles from them and really by anybody, Thieves Like Us. I mean, that's from. Oh, yeah, right, from, right. That's from a Robert Altman movie. Um, and there's just like they took it really from everywhere. And I think that that, that has always kind of appealed to me, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, yeah. And reading this, so obviously, even though, which is was interesting to me, how you are a writer and a poet, and how this this music would speak to you so much when a lot of the lyrics are very, you know, sort of simplistic and everything. But they actually do when you when you sort of take it in the whole um, essence of a song, because that that's what song. You know, at the end of the day, I always say we're listening to songs. We're not poetry. It isn't poetry and then music separate. It's together and making a song. So it's something different. Uh, and then there's just something about this that just sort of uh, speaks to you, right? And sp- uh, spoke yes, to you, it like, does. really deep, right? Yeah. And it's like, and I was also thinking, it's like I've lived, you know, I've lived with his album for such a long time. And it's like, it's, you know, it's kind of like evolved and mean, it's an, and it's meant different things to me. Oh, yeah, over yeah. To- yeah, over I can time. see that. And it's funny because I was watching... I was watching a thing. I found it on YouTube the other night. Um, it's called New Order Story, and it was a documentary that was done in 1993, I think. And like th- the person was saying that there's something about like something about their music that talks about like weird wit and thwarted passion. Um, oh, okay, and that's good. <laughs> I thought, and I thought that that was kind of like that was perfect. Right? Was yeah, just, weird know, wit and uh, thwarted passion. I like that. Yeah, that is very, uh, very astute. Uh, all right, so let's get into the record. Let's listen to the first track, the track that I that I heard and didn't care for, and maybe not listen to the whole record for for a really long time, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but you know, that's how it works. Sometimes you're just not yeah. ready. Sometimes you're just not ready for something. Yeah, you're, you're not ready. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to the opening track. Fine time.
uh, how they came up with the title Fine Time, Stephen Morris? Yes, they said there was really like no, there was no thing. It was just like he wrote it because he had a traffic ticket. And and yeah, and he and he had a uh, fine time when he when he would have to pay his fine. So he just yes, wrote that. yes. <laughs> Yeah, which is great, which is brilliant. Like I said, it's it, it's it kind of brilliant because it let they put these uh, things and it sounds so uh, like uh, mysterious. You know, it's like they're, it it's does. mysterious because they're coming from all these different things and they don't necessarily they don't necessarily yeah, have to make sense. No, and they don't. It doesn't have to make sense, and right. it is just like it's perfect. It's like it's so perfect, and it's just it has like it's just got such a sick. It just has such a sick beat to it, you know. It's yeah. You know, well, they were it, at, at this point. They were all uh, experimenting with um, sequencers and yes. synthesizers. All right, so we should we didn't mention actually. We should uh, Bernard Sumner, uh, Peter Hook, and Stephen Morris were originally in uh, Joy Division, and then uh, Stephen Morris's uh, then then girlfriend became his wife, uh, Gillian. Is it Gillian or Jillian? Jillian Gilbert. Oh, it's Gillian. Oh, it I is Gillian. It, I think it is. You know, I'm frankly, I'm not completely sure. Um, <laughs> well, we Jill, can say, we can it, say Gillian. It's, it's Gillian, I think. Okay. Um, Gillian, Gillian Gilbert. Gillian Gilbert. Yeah. So they were all sort of, uh, you know, experimenting uh, with this because they, they like, love that. They love the... Uh, the um the dance music they were hearing and this is there there's acid house but then there's this other thing called a, a Balearic beat yes yeah which was kind of a new uh thing which is very uh, commercial sounding and very icy you know but but they they always manage to um just put their you know it, it, they they have it icy and lush but they always manage to also put their own little stamp on it where like i said it's just like this little quirky stamp on it that makes it them I see and lush is such a perfect way to to describe them. It's like they don't completely like give themselves completely over to like it's funny because again, and this is it's like they really did not put themselves in a lot of their videos. They oh right, appear, yeah, yeah. They did not appear in a lot of their videos and like MTV got really mad at them for that. Um and they really did not and, they, and famously, they did not put these out. Like the only cover that they appeared on was Low Life, and they were kind of like doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, and they had. And they, they put Stephen Morris, they put the uh, drummer on the cover, which. Right. Who does and, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also like that they're, they're also a band that definitely, uh, you know, sort of had their own ideas how they want to do do things and weren't afraid to do it like on this this song at the end of it there's there's like some sheep bleeding at the end and, yes. and who would think to put that at the end of like a dance track like this you know exactly and you know and then that goes back to you know perfect kiss where they have the like goats yes right 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 uh, <laughs> all right so let's get uh the second song here we got more this one uh more synth pop and maybe like um like earlier new order uh less electronic but still really great songs listen yes. to all the way
All right, so, um, yeah, again, you know, like I was talking about before, that the fact that they recorded uh, apart from each other, uh, but on a song like this, again, you feel that addition, like they're each doing their parts, but they it all adds, it, it adds so much to everything and it makes it sound great, but not necessarily like a band all playing together, not like that, but it still sounds great, beautiful, right? Yes, you know, it's very... You know, it's very smooth and it's just, it's seamless. It's yeah. Very, it's just really seamless. You know, you're in it. Right. It's like, it's not, it's like, this is what they're doing for the follow-up and you want to know more. Right, right. Well, that's, yeah, that's also a lot of uh, the way uh, Bernard's lyrics, and, and I guess he, it's pretty known that he wrote the lyrics on, on this record, basically, and he was going through stuff. He was going through a divorce, right? So. Yeah, sorry. He was like, it was either divorce or almost almost divorce right. and you know so he was you know so he was working through that and then right and and you could get in a lot of these songs you sort of get the feeling it, it's sort of like someone it's kind of like a, a a dual thing because he's sort of lamenting you know someone he loved that oh why don't you treat me good and everything but it doesn't he's also doesn't seem like someone that really wants to stay around and wants to do his own thing also you know yes right <laughs> and which is probably yes. pretty close to how he, he really is in real life yes it doesn't take a genius to tell me what i am or lecture me with a poetry and tell me that I can. I don't remember what happened yesterday, but I don't give a damn about what all those people say. Like, what are all the? What are all these people saying? You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but it is a great song. And now we have. Um, and here's another one. This next one, Loveless. I mean, if you read the well, let's listen to. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Loveless. beautiful it is but, yeah but but his words like when he says i worked hard to give you all the things that you need and almost anything that you see i spent a lifetime working on you and you won't even talk to me what kind of a thing is that to say i spent a lifetime working on you what is that <laughs> i know it's like some of it is just he's just sudden it's like you're so he just brings the petty constantly yes yeah and, and and that's part of why i love it i right. mean it's just it's like i you know and then we're gonna get we're going to get to round and round in a few minutes. Oh, right. Just, 
which is just so epic. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, and then yeah. so he says that, and then he says, "Can't you see? You know, why don't why, you look at me? It, 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 it's I not know, your it's right to like be this. so much my enemy. Well, it's because you're retreating her shit. You were working on her all these years. You I know? know you're. I know, and it's just like they're like I think about. It's like I think about Hooky and Bernard, and like about how like Peter Hook. He just talks like such like so much shit about Bernard and, oh, like, yeah. and behavior. And he's just like, well, I still respect him as a musician, but he's just like, he's terrible in all these other ways. Yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> and, and, you know, just so terrible. And it's funny because it's just, it's like, I don't know if you've read Bernard Sumner's book. Um, no, I haven't. I should probably read, I should probably read that to get his side too, though, right? Which is really kind of like understated. It's like, he leaves a lot out. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he does not talk. He does not talk about that. Like, it's just, it's very, there's, he's, just, he's mostly like, yeah, I was drunk a lot. Oh, right. <laughs> but it's like, both of them are just these divas. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. They, yeah, they, they really were. Right. It's they true. really were. It's like <gasps> punk then, divas. <laughs> they really were. And then and then it's just it's like, you know, um, and I haven't read Stephen Morris. Like and Stephen Morris has two books. He has like the Joy Division years, and then he has like the New Order years. And I haven't read either one yet. Um, and it's like just the amount of literature about, you know, about these. And it's like I would really love to hear Gillian's Oh right, voice. <laughs> yeah, because it's just it's like where is she in all of this? I know. Like, oh my a, god, she was probably. A, could you imagine? She'd probably go in the hotel room and lock the door and get away from all those these maniacs. <laughs> exactly. It's just like oh my god, I'm in the deal with all these dudes. Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's just it's like they're like oh you know it's like you're it. It's like, I hate you and I'm petty, but it's just, it's like the world's tiniest violin for me at the same time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And now we get, yeah, now we get to this next one, uh, which uh, purportedly you could read it that it's about his, his marriage collapsing, but a lot of people say, which is probably true, that it's also his animosity towards Tony Wilson and yes. factory records, right? It's probably more that, right? So, uh, all right. Probably. Let's, yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of Round and Round. Yeah, definitely uh, referencing that 
Tony Wilson because I mean Tony Wilson uh, um, for basically what they were doing uh, New Order was very successful so they were using he was using the money he was making from them to fund like all these other projects yes <laughs> right and, and uh, yeah so that that's what he's talking about here I think I know I mean I they had every right to be mad yeah yeah they, they do it's like, it's like if you were taking my money I would yeah, yeah, and they made and they put it in, and then they released the Happy Mondays thing, that record, Yes Please, which was so so it was such a failure that it actually bankrupt the whole uh, the the label. <laughs> the Factory oh Records was done after that, um, and it's crazy because this record was their number one. This was their first number one record, and this was a huge record for them. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he says, "You think I'm crazy, but what can I do? You waste your time, like like my money. It ain't so funny, but it's true. Don't waste my money, baby." So yeah, I, I mean, know <laughs> he's just like he's such a. It's just such a kiss off, and just you know, and it's like I don't care about what you do because if you mess with me, I'll get rid of you. Yeah, right. And right. It's like I I can't say it as nastily as he does. Oh yeah, I know he does. He's very good at that because it's very like aside he does it just very casual he throws out these little casual k- killers you know very uh very calm yeah and, and he's like yeah. he does it's like there's another there's another one um on their 2015 album music complete um plastic where he does it at the end of plastic and it's just like it's the same it's kind of in the same vein um and again, like a very danceable, like again, just incredibly danceable. It's right. just like, you know, and it's just it's like, but oh, also yeah. brutal, right? <laughs> also brutal. And it's like, I think it's another reason why I love it. It's just because it comes in these, it's like they have these outsized emotions. And I think one of the things that I connected with, like when I was first encountering this music when I'm 15 years old, it's like, yeah, there's like, you know, you, they have, it's like I had no idea about, you know, like his, like all this tumult about factory records or any of that. Um, but it was like these, you know, these very raw emotions. Right. And right. So you, so, yeah, it would somehow come through, especially with, with the music and his delivery and everything, even though you didn't know everything was going on, it didn't really matter because the, whatever the raw emotion that he was putting in there filtered through, you know, all this beautiful music, just sort of, you know, you got it. You managed to to get it. It like it affected you like it was supposed to. Yes. That's awesome. All right. So now we get uh, more hopeless. Devo- it's like delusional. A lot of this, I feel like it's from the point of view of someone that's kind of uh, a delusion, like like not not s- self-aware, you know? <laughs> and, and no, because I mean, he's like. You'll come back to me, right? Right, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. <come> <laughs> uh, all right, let's just do a little bit of guilty partner.
ask you, especially because you were a young girl, you know, a teenager. They seem to me like the not the kind of band that that necessarily. You know how some bands there's some oh this the some of the that singer's really cute and he's very um you know uh, and and girls are just kind of drawn to, to them in a way. But they didn't see they they really aren't that kind of band. And maybe that's not the kind of bands that you were really being drawn to at that time anyway. No, and that was a thing of. Again, because it's like, I don't really remember seeing that. And again, like I had MTV. It's like I've. I've oh, yeah, that's right. They, they wouldn't put themselves in video. So you had no idea what I, he looked like. <laughs> I had. And it's like I had really not seen a lot of the footage. Um, a lot of footage of them. Like, and I've, I've joked to many people over the years of like MTV was like a fourth parent to me. Um, oh, yeah. Not just you. Like a lot yeah, of people. A, a, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, I'm guessing maybe that we're kind of close in age. I'm 47. Um, uh, I, I'm older. I'm, I'm, I'm older than you, but you know. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Um, so anyway, so yeah. It's like, so I really didn't see a whole lot of footage. Um, and no, I really did not have any post. It's like I was very... But I have to say, I was I was very attracted to Robert Smith. Oh, really? Um, That's interesting because yeah, I because I I, I I know you were a, a Depeche Mode fan, so I'm thinking uh, David Gahan was more is more like the kind of heartthrobby yes. type singer. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I was like I remember being very upset when I found out that like Robert Smith had like married his like his like his childhood sweetheart uh, off the market. There's, there's, yeah, there's still it's like they're still married. Yeah, um, yeah, that is that's pretty I awesome. I was just like, wait, like, didn't you know that he was supposed to marry me? Right. You know, that kind of thing. But it was just sort of like, you that's know, funny. but you know, definitely, like none of the, like none of the guys in New Order were just like, yeah, you know, you're not. And even and like Ian Curtis, I mean, he's not really. No. Not that kind of yeah, just not that kind of no. band. No, no, which is you know, which is also part of part of their charm and part of what makes them you know them what they are. Um, and yeah, I know maybe like kind of like I don't know maybe like more indie cred for them. I guess so. Although maybe Peter Hook thinks he's like that, like a heartthrob guy. You I, know? I think so. maybe <laughs> I you know I think so because I think he's just like he just wants to be this like rock dude. Exactly with his leg, especially the way he stands with his bass really low and his legs spread. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he's definitely got the stance down. Yeah, no, I wanted to mention in this song, but uh, throughout the whole record. His bass playing is always such a huge part of New Order, and that's, uh, you, you know, and he sort of really brings the, you know, brings that to these songs, and, and you always know it's him playing on it, and it just it, it adds so much. To, like yes, it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's unmistakable, and it's just, I, you know, it's been really interesting to... Because like before I saw him with his, you know, with his new band live, I was really skeptical of, of like, oh, well, okay, this is, well, he's just like a lot of people write him off and say, he's like, oh, he's just he's basically a pretty band for a whole world. And I don't see, like, now that I've seen it a bunch of times and heard it, I don't think that's the piece at all. Oh, okay. Well, good. That's good to hear. Yeah, no, he's the real dude. Definitely. No, he's, it's very real because he's just like, I guess he was 2016. He was doing, they were doing like, um, Jadavision substance and New Order substance. And this absolutely, like, extraordinary version of Perfect Kiss. Oh, nice, nice. It's like, I will just not forget that. Yeah, another great song.
All right, so we turned the record. Uh, we turned the record. Now, when you when you had this, was uh, was it record still, or did you have it on tape, cassette? I had it on because I had it on cassette, and then um, just recently, I did buy it on vinyl. Oh, I nice. Had, okay. And I had never had it on vinyl. Um, I have a lot of because I still have a lot of my cassettes left over from that time, but I still that one is gone. Sadly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but you got the vinyl now, so that's good. Um yeah. all right, so we got the uh side two, we got the song Run. pretty song but what uh the melody that little guitar melody was a little too similar to what uh john devers leaving on a jet plane <laughs> right. all my bags are packed i'm ready to go i'm standing here outside your door i hate to wake you up to say goodbye which is just, <laughs> early just bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, but once you hear it, you you know. Like that's the first when I heard it, I said, "Wait a second. <laughs> so and and actually now, obviously, the uh, the case was settled out of court. But when you look at the writing, uh, the credits now, John Ben Denver is listed as the songwriter of yes. this song. So. Yes, and I was just looking. You know, I was just looking again in Peter Hook's book, and he's just like, uh, "I still don't hear that." <laughs> <laughs> of course he doesn't. <laughs> of course he doesn't hear it. It's like, and he's just like, you know, well, you know, after it was settled, he died shortly after that. And uh, it was oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know, who knows? It could have just been something they came uh, out on their own. I, I can't I can't picture them being big John John Denver fans, but that was no. a pretty that was a pretty big song that was all over. So subconsciously maybe uh you would have heard it. Yeah, I was just the first time I read that or saw that I was just like, how did that even happen? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of awesome that John Denver is forever tied to New Order. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Um, but also the uh, on the uh, bridges in these songs, they got the guitars, the dual guitar parts sort of working against each other. 
and then yes. uh, and then you got Hooky's bass at the end on the outro, and it's just it's so good. It's just like really. Uh, it's gorgeous. It it's, is. It's gorgeous. It it's is. one of my favorite songs on the entire album. Yeah, and you know, I I know. I mean. We have all different. I have all different uh, fans of the show. People listen. Some people are very open-minded, and some people are extremely not open-minded. And I know some, some people just do not are, are not going to get this. Do not like us. Probably probably like New uh, Joy Division, but probably just you know um, are not into this. But I don't know. You really, even if you think so, you got to give it. Uh, you really got to sit down, especially with this record, and give it a chance because once you get past the production and how there's a lot of electronics on there and it's danceable at the end of the day there's really great songs on here and, and uh, music just really great music throughout the whole thing right it is yeah it is it is it is it is and uh yeah i'm sorry i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't that i you know passed it up for so long especially reading about it that it's not just you know it's it's very like i said i mean basically uh, many people say this is them at their peak and even they I, th- I think they kind of say that even though it, making it was so you know fraught and it was hard uh, even they say the proof is in the pudding as they say it is yes alright so Sumner uh, obviously we say going through divorce uh, definitely writing with his feeling God no do you have any idea why this song is called Mr. Disco I really don't <laughs> you know I've been you know, reading through my, you know, reading through the New Order literature that I have, and I really could not find, I couldn't find a reason for why it's called Mr. Disco. Mallorca, Benidorm 2, I've looked all over and I've never found you. And it's like, okay. Right. But but still, then it's got those. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but it's got those chirpy sounds, the sequencers. So maybe they just kind of thought that it was uh, disco y. You know, oh, that's real disco. So maybe that's why, you know, it could have just been something like, oh, there you go, Mr. Disco. You know, someone added maybe uh, a little part yeah. to it. So it could be something like that. But yeah, that, that's it. it. And this one, I like especially how the contrast, the music uh, contrasts what he's singing about. Because he is, he's kind of singing, you know, I, I try, but I can't find you. Tell me now, what do I I do of course again oh he's like woe is me you know <laughs> I know and I used to feel what language cannot say and I'm just sort of like it's it's just again that like that whole thwarted passion thing right and right right it's just it's like it's like you can't say all right this is like much more than a club dance song 
Yeah, yeah, but it uh, but you could also uh, detach yourself from it and just listen to it, and it is really catchy and uh, it and is music's great. But that's kind of that's kind of the magic of New Order that that they tie those two things together yes. at the same time. You know, right? Okay, so the next one, Vanishing Point. <laughs> He actually mentions it in the lyrics that he's referencing a uh, a movie, right? You know, I just, I actually, I just found this out today. Oh, okay, um, cool. <laughs> because like sometimes, he's just, like, there are sometimes when it's like you don't. I've always like I've felt like all right, there are things that I've like never heard, or it sounds muddled to me, and it's like I've never seen this movie, Whistle Down the Wind. I've never seen it, and it's just it's like I'm a huge cinephile. Oh, okay. Well, I, I imagine maybe it's not. I mean, I've never heard of it either. But I guess it's about a murderer who lives on a uh, on a farm, and the owner's children believe he's Jesus Christ. Okay, you know, I've I actually probably know people that know how to get it, and who have probably seen it. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, yeah. So, but uh, he's so he's singing. Uh, I guess it's pretty uh, for people who have seen the movie. Says when he's singing, "Grow up, children. Don't you suffer at the hands of one another." If you like a sleeping demon, listen. Can you hear him weeping? So I guess that's the uh, protagonist. Yeah, you in know, the story. and I just, I just found that out. You know, I just, I looked at the lyrics today because I was like, all right, I want to make sure that I'm like not misquoting or whatever. Um, and there it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he actually mentions the movie because at first you think, oh, maybe people just speculating, but no, he mentions the movie, <laughs> "Whistle Down in the Wind" in the song. And but aside from all that, the mute this one is is like an epic. It's kind of like the epic of the record because it starts. It's got this really long uh, intro, which yes. kind of remind yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, Blue Monday. Even though it doesn't necessarily sound like Blue Monday, but the way Blue Monday has that long, you know, building intro, it has sort of like the same idea as that. And uh, yeah, at one point I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be instrumental, and then I, you know, until he came in because it's 
about two minutes till he comes in. So now uh, on the last song, what's shocker? More relationship angst, I think, right? Uh, yes, dream attack. Dream attack. Yes, I mean, nothing in this world can touch the music that I've heard. And it's like, that's kind of feel like that kind of explains how I feel about New Order in general. Oh, like, right, right. You know, it's like this is something that I've kind of lived with for so long. And it's like, it's just a part of me. And I feel like extraordinarily lucky that I've been able to hear it live. Yeah, um, yeah, that that is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I saw them. I got to see them. Uh, I think um, Low Life, when Low Life just came out, I saw them. Oh, with, my God. Uh, yeah, well, I'm old, like I said, I'm older than you. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was great. And it's just, they're, they're just one of these bands that uh, you, can't, you can't find. Even though they influenced other bands and everything, uh, you can't find uh, another band that's just like them because it's just so they're they're, they're weird. It's, it's just such a weirdly put together band, right? Yeah, I mean, they just have it's it's just like you know they just have this enormous. It's like I know they've had this enormous impact on me, and then it's just like I found all these other people that you know know them and love them. And... Oh, did you? I was going to ask you that because you. So you're not like some outcast weirdo that you're the only one you know who like, who loved New York. No, I mean, at this point, you know, like when I was discovering them when I was a teenager, it's like I really only had like this one other person that I shared this music with because of like where I grew up. It was very conservative and not, and this was considered not, not in the mainstream at all, really. And, but now it's like I know all these people now that I'm older who... It's like I eventually found people who are just as passionate about them, who love them, and it's like, where were all, where were all these people when I was no, right. growing up, you <laughs> yeah. know? And But it's like, no, I'm very happy that I know finally people, that I finally know people that I that do know exactly what I'm talking about yeah, and, yeah. and appreciate them. And I don't know, but it's like, Peter Hook did bring me back. He did or didn't? He did. Oh, he did. Wait. This was, oh, you saved this for the end. This is that's awesome. What did what did he say? 
Um, I have it in front of me. I can read some of it. Yeah, do so. it. Let's let's hear it. That's so great. I thought you were just going to tell me I I never heard no, from him. My book was my book was published like before um, I had a chance to say like he said I don't normally answer his letters without a return envelope. It costs a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you wrote so well. I would send you a thank you. You wrote on Valentine's Valentine's Day to the day after my birthday. Too many coincidences not to write. So thank you for the lovely words and thoughts. And I wish you well and very good luck in these weird times. I'm currently isolated at home. 64 with asthma and pneumonia scarring on my lungs puts me in the danger bracket. So fingers crossed. Take care. Hooky. Oh, March, that is, that's awesome. You must have March, oh. <laughs> March 15th, 2020. Oh, so how long was the span between when you send him the letter and he sent it back? You know, I don't quite remember when I wrote to him. Um, I want to say that it was like the end of 2019. Okay. And then, okay. you know, I kind of put it in the mail because I have a friend who is like just as passionate about you know, she knows a lot about the history of Factory, and it's like we saw Peter Hook and his band twice together, and she had written to Peter Hook, and he replied to her as well. Okay. Uh, well, look at that. He seems like uh, that's just a, a good guy. That's something, a good guy. I doubt, uh, Bernard, you'd get anything back if you wrote to him. I don't think so. Yeah, I wonder about, it's like, I wonder about Bernard, because it's like, I've, you know, it's like, I've tagged things. I've tagged Peter Hook sometimes on Twitter, and he's liked it. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe Bernard would send you like your your letter hurt my feelings, and <laughs> he would chide you about so, it. Maybe. Um, so I was just sort of like, well, we'll see what happens. Um, and then I got this card in the mail, and I was just like, I was stunned. I was just not expecting anything. It's like I've never really. You know, I've never really written to I've never really written to anybody before. Like oh, this. okay. So it isn't like you're writing off a letter this. every day. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, you know, certainly not somebody you know, you know? Right. And wow. And so yeah, it's That's great. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. great. And that that makes me good. So I'm glad. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing at the end of the day, there's no one that plays bass like him. There's no one, uh, you know, there was just, there, there was something really special. That's why it's sad, man. Those guys must really hate each other not to just get back together. But I guess No, the, I mean, you know, it's like I was reading something the other day that said, like, never say never. But it's just, I don't see it. Yeah, no, at this point. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I just I don't. don't either. I don't. I don't see it either because it's just it's like there's all the money involved and they just yeah well you yeah know, they just we have the records to listen to so that's uh, we, do. we do we we absolutely do and this was uh yeah this was a great one to talk about I didn't I, I didn't realize like I said at first when you mentioned it, I go huh that's funny that she didn't say like power corruption and lies or something like that. I'm I'm surprised you picked it but now I realize why you picked it and it is great so I'm really I mean glad. I you know I love power corruption and lies of as course. Well. I yeah mean, no but I this was say, uh this is yeah. this is great and uh yeah i'm glad you uh thanks see this is good for you guys to know sarah just contacted me out of nowhere and just said hey you know i think uh i i, I want to talk about this and i want to do that and i'm going to send you my book and look at that when we, we made it happen right yes that's good almost as exciting as writing to peter hook uh 
<laughs> All right, so Sarah, if someone wants to get uh, um, get a hold of your uh, chat books, where where would be the best place for them to go? Uh, they can, I would say, message me on Facebook. Um, I'm just Sarah Nichols. Um, I don't have a screen name there. Um, and I can hook them up. It's $8. And I okay. can sign a copy. I can sign a copy for them. Um, oh yeah, you wrote or... a little. Yeah, you wrote a nice little note on mine. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And oh yeah, and, and your info is in the uh, on your uh, guest info on the episode. You could see you gave me some info, contact info on yes. there as well. So, um, yeah. Or if they don't want to sign a copy, um, they can get they can get a copy through my per, my publisher, which is Paper Nautilus Press. Um, same price, just won't get a signed copy. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, this one. I just felt I felt the uh, a passion that you have for the for the music that you love, and that was uh, that was awesome to see. So uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, don't forget, guys, uh, if you want to go to Instagram and Facebook, it's always at that record got me high, and also that Facebook group got me high. Uh, we're getting a lot of new members now that we figured out how to take the uh, <laughs> actually accept new members. So uh, check that out. Uh, Twitter at TRGMH podcast. I don't know. Tw- I don't even know. Why am I on Twitter? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, some some people really like Twitter and use Twitter. So I need guys- to join the Facebook group. Uh, yeah, you should. That that Facebook group got me high. Yeah, absolutely. You should. So it's uh, that Facebook group got me high. That's it. That Facebook group got me high. You have to request and then we approve you. So I, I've so far, I've never not approved anyone. So I don't know. I, right. I don't know what someone would have to say for me to say no. <laughs> Uh, don't forget guys most importantly you can go to patreon.com and you can become a patron of the show uh, I would really appreciate it I love all my patrons and we do a lot of uh, we do patron curated episodes where the patrons send in the uh, suggestions and we have a newsletter and it's a lot of fun so go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh become a patron and uh, subscribe too. whatever you listen to don't forget to subscribe us Sarah once again thanks a lot for being on the show we will see you guys See you guys next week. We are out of here.